0: Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is a proud alumnus of the University of Louisville, and the school has reciprocated with its own McConnell Center, a nonpartisan political science program at the university. Kentucky's senior senator has not been shy about using the center as a platform for showcasing some of his allies and some of his adversaries in a distinguished speaker series that dates back to 1993. Just this week, McConnell spoke with Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, Pompeo, who is currently enmeshed in key elements of the Ukraine saga and a figure in the impeachment investigation into President Donald Trump, happens to be McConnell's preferred candidate to run for Senate in Kansas, where Republican Senator Pat Roberts is retiring. McConnell and Pompeo discuss foreign affairs. They know each other because Pompeo was previously a Kansas congressman, and he's also previously CIA director before his current gig. Niels Lesniewski, our senior Senate reporter here at CQ Roll Call, watched these proceedings, as he does often when the majority leader hosts uh, somebody of, of note at the McConnell Center. Um, and we're going to talk about not just this, but we're going to talk about how other people have come to the McConnell Center. And McConnell doesn't always have the one-on-one uh, situation that he had with Pompeo. Uh, th- this week, but the the list of dignitaries, uh, both Democrats, Republicans, and nonpartisan people who have been at the McConnell Center and and McConnell has served as sort of an informal host, even if he does throw to somebody else, is is quite long. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Niels, welcome to Political Theater. Uh, it's great to be back, Jason. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk just first uh, briefly about the discussion that the majority leader had with Mike Pompeo before getting into some of the other folks uh, and 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 some of the Sort of context for how they were at the McConnell Center?
1: Sure. Secretary of State Pompeo was well prepared for uh, an interaction and a two way exchange on a stage with Mitch McConnell. Uh, certainly, whomever was briefing uh, the secretary on what he might be asked about by McConnell uh, was on top of their game because. Mitch McConnell is probably the only person in that context who is going to ask about Myanmar.
0: I'm going to uh, go around to a totally different place in the world of special interest to, to me. And that's, uh, that's a Louisville question. Here it comes.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's a uh, Burma.
0: Speaking of former CIA directors, or or current CIA directors, Pompeo is uh, has was a CIA director, uh, looking at this list uh, of distinguished speaker series, um, Gina Haspel, the current CIA director, uh, was was at the McConnell Center just uh, last year after she was confirmed.
1: Service at CIA is the opportunity to be part of something bigger than yourself, to serve your country in a meaningful and compelling way.
0: Gina Haspel is also a University of Louisville alumna uh, so there's a there's another connection there but this was um, this was very interesting you know to me that she appeared there just a couple months after she was confirmed in 19 or sorry in, in 2018 And, um, you know, she had a bit of a rough uh, spot in the confirmation process. McConnell was uh, very dogged in getting her confirmed, uh, even under some criticism and her involvement in the CIA's torture program. Uh, Programming note, our our previous uh, podcast was about the movie The Report, which was about the Senate Intelligence Committee's report on the CIA's uh, torture report. You can still get that wherever you get your podcasts. It's great. Listen, uh, uh, Niels and I. Spoke with Daniel Jones, the Senate Intelligence Committee uh, staffer and the director of the movie, The Report, uh, Scott Burns. Uh, Anyway, back to back to today's program, (laughs) Uh, Niels. But Gina Haspel, she got this uh, opportunity to kind of, you know, crack a few jokes, you know, about how Daniel Craig had visited the, you know, Langley and showed up in an Aston Martin. She's got this great quip about, you know, that's uh, not really how spies usually uh, operate with a red Aston Martin. Um, and she got to talk about the priorities and uh, that, that the agency that she leads has. one of those priorities just happens to be the interdiction
1: of opioids. Now why would that be of interest to somebody in Kentucky? <laughs> well, if you're if you're if you're uh, Senator McConnell and and particularly uh, as well out in Eastern Kentucky our, our, our old friend Hal Rogers, the uh, Congressman from Eastern Kentucky for a long time has been particularly interested in this topic as well. Uh, they have just been ravaged uh, in Appalachia by uh, the, the, the opioid abuse epidemic. And McConnell, it has been on the list of things that McConnell has prioritized uh, in recent years. Uh, you know, every so often he'll give a He'll give a floor speech when they're talking about an appropriation bill and about the only thing he wants to talk about is curbing opioid abuse and expanding production of industrial hemp to parochial issues that uh, come
0: in handy when you're running for re-election. Uh, I would <laughs> I would assume. Uh, and you know again, not to we're not I'm not trying to be too, you know cute by half about this. I mean, people, uh, public servants like to showcase, particularly if they have a showcase like the McConnell Center, which is respected on its own right. I mean, you know, they have a scholarship program. Uh, th- this is a, a you know a respected program. It's not some hack you know kind of uh, affiliated sort of thing um but he you know he's bringing in people who are important in the public policy process and he is able to steer the conversation whether that's the conversation that other people want to have it's almost beside the point he gets to set the agenda much like he gets to set the agenda on the floor so he wants to talk to Mike Pompeo and showcase Pompeo in a fairly positive light he gets to do that and talk about legit issues same thing with Gina Haspel there's a lot to talk about to a CIA director especially if people are talking about torture it's good to you know steer the conversation if you want to Wanted to go somewhere else. Uh, you know, one other person uh, that that uh, was recently on the list and back in twenty uh, seventeen September twenty seventeen was Neil Gorsuch, uh, what appeared at the McConnell Center. Uh, the arguably one of uh, the a person who typifies uh, one of McConnell's greatest
1: political successes. Oh, f- for sure. You know Merrick Garland is not going to be coming to the McConnell Center anytime soon. That was the the federal judge in Washington who was nominated for that Supreme Court seat that Neil Gorsuch was ultimately confirmed to uh, by President Obama. Famously, everyone knows the story by now about how McConnell declared that no one Obama nominated would even be considered to fill the vacancy created by the death of Antonin Scalia. Back in 2016. Back in right. 2016. Uh, President Trump wins the presidency and then, surprisingly enough, um, uh, nominates Gorsuch and we move ahead at warp speed it seemed like in the Senate uh, to confirm that uh it that was perhaps the greatest example of of a political success on on McConnell's part appearing on this list uh second Supreme Court justice I believe to have made an appearance because Chief Justice Roberts correct uh, was also a speaker at U ofL mm-hmm. uh, and you know in if, 2009. Back in 2009. And if you in the other the other group of people who I think it, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about are the the number of Democrats uh, that uh, the McConnell Center uh, and this program has brought in, because uh, you may not realize it's it's always kind of a funny thing about McConnell. McConnell lives in one of the most liberal neighborhoods in the most liberal part of the entire state or commonwealth of Kentucky, uh, and so, you know, he is a constituent of John Yarmouth, uh, the 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 liberal uh, chairman of the House Budget Committee, and, but so he brings in, uh, Democrats. He's brought in Hillary Clinton. She's brought in Joe Biden. Yeah,
0: I was, uh, one of the things that I I had noticed is the is the number of presidential uh, candidates. I mean, like and. You know, he brought in Biden in in 2011. Uh, This is, uh, you know, after Biden had uh, won the vice presidency in 2008 with Barack Obama. But he had, you know, he had his affiliation with McConnell went back to the 80s when McConnell was first elected and Biden was already in the Senate. Uh, And they have continued this very, you know, sort of collegial and professional and productive relationship. Now that he's moved to the other end of Pennsylvania Avenue, I'm happy to say our working relationship is still strong as evidenced most recently by our work together on a bipartisan tax bill that preserved lower income tax rates for everyone who pays taxes. It was was partly because of that work that The New York Times recently referred to the vice president as the Uber liaison with the Senate. We still call him Joe. Uh, This this, uh, appearance by Biden in 2011 was in February of, uh, of, of that year. Just a few months later the vice president and and McConnell would get together and avert a catastrophic debt (laughs) default in, in the summer of 2011 and then help set the stage for further negotiations on what we called avoiding the fiscal cliff. Mitch and I come from the same tradition. We have significant disagreements, but we recognize the sincerity and the intellectual grounding of the other man's position and the necessity of finding common ground in a nation that is heterogeneous as ours. And one more thing, never have we said something to one another that we haven't kept our word. It occurs to me that having people like Biden, having people like Hillary Clinton, it it feeds some of the narrative uh, of that some conservatives don't trust McConnell because he's nice to people like Biden and Clinton and Chuck Schumer and Harry Reid,
1: all of whom have been at the McConnell Center. Uh, that's right. Another recent uh, Democratic senator to make an appearance uh, is is Tim Kaine from Virginia, who was the vice presidential running mate of Hillary Clinton last go around. But the two of them, McConnell has a clear objective in 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 working with uh, uh, Senator Kaine at the moment because the two of them have come together on an attempt to raise the age for uh, cigarette sales to 21 mm-hmm. across the country. Even though they both come from Tobacco, tobacco states, states, Virginia
0: and Kentucky, where tobacco built those two states, two commonwealths. Sorry, yes, <laughs> I love calling them commonwealths. It's so great. <laughs> um, yeah, some of the other people that I, I've, I've, you know, of note uh, there, um, Senator Tim Scott uh, appeared in November 2015. He had been appointed to the seat in 2013 to replace Jim Dement, who left uh, the the Senate and became the head of the Heritage Foundation. Um, you know, Tim Scott is the was you know the the only Black Republican in the Senate. Um, somebody and and somebody who has uh, you know like a, a a heft to him. You know when he talks about issues that sometimes Republicans don't feel that comfortable about with, like say criminal justice reform or poverty. Uh, Senator Joni Ernst, the Republican senator from Iowa. Uh, She appeared there, let me just check my notes, uh, in 2016, uh, right before the 2016 election. She is the only woman in Republican leadership currently in the Senate. Um, So, I mean, these are, there is, it would be silly to think that there isn't some strategy going along here, too, that McConnell picks people... Uh, who he can work with, who he gets along with, or that he like shows that there is a
1: if if even if they don't agree on a whole lot, they can actually work together, like with Schumer and Reed. So the, and then the, of course, the a lot of these larger events are held in larger venues uh, in and around the University of Louisville campus. Uh, but if you if you visit the center itself, Uh, which where they're also uh, gathering the McConnell archives. And I have a feeling that years down the road, uh, some of us will spend many, many weeks in the basement of the University of Louisville library (laughs) trying to figure out what all was going on during uh, particularly this period when those archives are eventually opened. Uh, But uh, in that facility, there is an auditorium uh, and the auditorium is named for None other than Secretary of Transportation and former Secretary of Labor, Elaine Chow. Yes, uh,
0: Elaine Chow, former Labor Secretary, current Transportation Secretary, also uh, a guest uh, of the Distinguished Speakers series as well. So, there it's, and, and you know, this is one of, again, one of those things that McConnell takes some criticism for uh um, you know particularly if there's a highway that gets funded <laughs> in Kentucky or something like that there's there's a lot of aspersion there. Uh, but you know there is a legitimate reason of course to have uh, say the transportation secretary or the labor secretary speak
1: to a group of political science students. That's right and and it's always remarkable uh, to me when, uh, the two of them will appear together on the campaign trail at times. That has happened from time to time. When McConnell was last in cycle, I remember going to a, a parade in the western part of Kentucky uh, in which uh, Senator McConnell and uh, Secretary Chow were uh, riding in the back of a, a Corvette uh, along a parade route in a, a fairly small town. And uh, Tom Williams, our are photographer and I were were running around the parade route uh, as as McConnell and, and Chow were, were making the rounds. I, I I do think that like again it's it's impossible
0: to separate the politics from from the policy in here and and that's why you know maybe we as we like start to wrap up, we come back to Pompeo. you know that there you know Pompeo has been a part of the conversation about the Senate, about running for the Senate. Um, because this is, you know, we, we just don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> like, I mean, like in, in electorally, we're, we're still, we like to think that we know what's going to happen, but we're, we're still like in a very uncertain period of time right now, and they need the best candidate. E- each party, you know, wants the very best candidates they can get. Uh, and we've started to see a little softening also where the president has said, you know, e- even though he wanted Pompeo to serve out as secretary of state uh, through, through the term at least, I mean, he said, well, maybe he would talk talk to Mike uh, if if there's some sort of danger that we might lose the Kansas seat uh, that Roberts uh, that Pat Roberts is vacating and so again totally legit reason you know you'd want like the Secretary of State to appear at your political science you know like uh, center uh, but also there is that political benefit as well and and I don't I don't know if anybody has this sort of uh, talent for for bringing those two together. And has this sort of infrastructure. Uh, I mean, it's it's the sort of thing. Like you said, we'll, we'll be going through the archives a lot uh, and looking at this stuff for years to come.
1: I cannot think of another current senator uh, who has uh, a similar academic infrastructure uh, while they are in office, and it's it's fascinating that you know this started, I believe, in 1991, uh, at which point in time McConnell would have only been serving. Uh, in the Senate really for a very short period of time in the the annals of history because he was first elected in 1984. And so to already uh, be building up your legacy project uh, at that point in time and to be able to build the structure to basically educate the next generation of Kentucky political leaders uh, there who, just, was... who just
0: happened to go on sometimes to staff Mitch McConnell's offices
1: as well <laughs> before then a winning statewide election as we saw in two cases uh, just this year in these these off off year elections in Kentucky and uh, it's 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 another legacy project uh, that that certainly is bearing uh, fruit if you're if you're Mitch McConnell
0: yeah and I do I do want to mention those uh, th- those two McConnell you know sort of ac- acolytes there. Uh, the, the, state, the new state attorney general, uh, Daniel Cameron, uh, won pretty easily the attorney general's race uh, against Gregory Stumbo. Um, and then the, uh, the, the state secretary of state, Michael Adams, uh, he, he won a little bit closer, rate, uh, closer race against Heather French Henry, uh, but those are two affiliated with, with McConnell. And so, it's, again, it's part of the next generation of leaders for them.
1: And and certainly, if you're if you're if you're McConnell, he wants to maintain his 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 hold on on the Republican Party in Kentucky, and and to to continue to grow it. It's it's one of those states where, you know, there was a, for a long time the Democratic Party, at least infrastructure wise, was was dominant, and and McConnell uh, has really been the leader in swinging it in the other direction, and uh, this is clearly. You know, while the while the the uh, center itself is nonpartisan and it's a public university, uh, this is uh, certainly still a project that is bearing fruit for the Republicans.
0: Well, Niels, thanks for uh, walking us through this. Um, this uh, uh, again, this distinguished speaker series—you could go down a wormhole watching some of the videos and and, uh, and, and the and the people who have been there, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. So, thanks for helping uh, walk us through it. Thank you. And thank you for listening. You can catch up on previous episodes of this podcast and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Political Theater is produced by CQ Roll Call, leader in nonpartisan political and policy news and analysis for more than 70 years. CQ Roll Call is part of Fiscal Note, a global technology and media company.